Hey everyone, I'm Meg Teets and this is Sorta Awesome. Welcome back, Awesomes. You are listening to the show that's all about helping you be smart, strong, and social. We are in your earbuds every single week with all the awesome that you need to know. And you can find us on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show or over on Facebook in our Sorta Awesome Hangout group. This is episode 229 of the show. And you know, I just mentioned Instagram. And I got to tell you, friends, if you want to start your year out right with more awesome in your Instagram feed, I want to just go ahead and personally invite you to come over and join us on Instagram. I think it was last week on the show. Recently, I mentioned that we now have over 7,000 people who are following the show on Instagram, which is very awesome. That means it's even bigger than our sort of awesome hangout group on Facebook are following over there. And we really do want to invite you to join us. We have all kinds of fun stuff going on. Of course, we have our Awesome of the Week thread every Friday that I throw out there for you guys. Kelly is always finding all kinds of fun and funny memes to share. Rebecca is usually rocking out some kind of story in the stories on Instagram. So if you haven't followed us on Instagram, we sure would love to have you do that. It's super easy to find us. We are at Sorta Awesome Show. Well, this is episode 229. I am joined today by my dear friend and longtime co-host, the creator and creative genius behind SimplyRebecca.com, Rebecca Hoffer. Hello and how are you? Hello. I am delighted to be called a creative genius. I will take it. (laughs) I thought you might like that. (laughs) It just rolls off the tongue, really, when we're talking about you. (laughs) Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, Rebecca, it is awards season. We are at the beginning of awards season. I'm going to be totally honest, you guys. I have not seen any of the movies that are getting lots of buzz for this awards season. How about you, Rebecca? Are you up on all the latest that's great in cinema? Okay, so I was just notified that it's awards season two seconds ago. (laughs) (laughs) I do not have my finger on the pulse of award shows or latest and greatest movies, any of it. I don't know anything. Okay. I mean, when it comes to Netflix binges or Harry Styles' recent releases, then yeah, you're the person You can contact me about that and I will gladly talk your ear off. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, since it is award season, we thought it would be fun to give some awards to some sort of awesome favorites. Honestly, we thought it would be fun to take some time this week to create a sort of awesome Hall of Fame. We are coming up on the fifth year anniversary later this spring, this coming spring, five years of creating Sorta Awesome. So we've got some stuff we've covered through the years, as you awesomes know. So Rebecca and I asked in the Hangout group, what are some of you guys' favorites? The awesome community, what are some of your favorites through the years? We're going to be sharing some of those. We're going to share our own. Rebecca and I have picked out some of our own things that we would put into the Sorta Awesome Hall of Fame. We've got food and recipes, life hacks, product recommendations, just some good old memories of Sorta Awesome. So we're going to get to all of that in just a few minutes. But first, let's go ahead and start the show the way we always do with our Awesomes of the Week. It is the moment in the show where we take some time to talk about, oh, books, TV shows, movies, podcasts, products, you know, whatever's making life a little bit more sparkly and gold this week. So Rebecca, what do you have for us? I have a book that was recommended to me by an awesome named Julianne. 
So back in the like year end best of 2019 episode that we released where we shared some of our top things that we enjoyed from the past year, I shared that my best read of the year was Evie Drake Starts Over by Linda Holmes. And Julianne listened to that episode and she left me this message. She says, Rebecca, if you loved Evie Drake, I did too. I feel confident you'd enjoy The Flat Share, a closed door romance with similar vibe. I checked it out from the library. I devoured it. It was so good. Again, it's called The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary. The concept is that you have a woman who is down and out after a difficult breakup. She's got an ex-boyfriend in her life that is a bit rough around the edges, a little manipulative emotionally. And she suddenly needs a place to live because she'd been living at his house. So she ends up sharing a flat with a younger gentleman, but they never meet and they never see each other. Okay. In fact, his girlfriend is the one that conducts the final interview and sets the ground rules. It all works out with their work schedules and the fact that he has a girlfriend that he spends the weekends with that they never see each other. And so the bulk of the book is actually them getting to know each other through messages, notes, handwritten notes that they leave for each other around the apartment. So it starts off with like, what's the day that we're supposed to take out the trash? You know, little things like that. And it truly is just a delightful romance read. So I would highly recommend The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary. All right. So fun. That sounds really good. And we've been getting a lot of good book recommendations from the awesomes lately, I feel like. I most certainly have. Fantastic. Okay. Well, my awesome of the week this week is a new Netflix binge that lots of people are talking about. It is the Netflix docuseries Cheer. Rebecca, have you seen Cheer yet? I have not. Tell me everything I need to know. Okay. First of all, it is a, like I said, it's a docuseries. It's a six episode series. And they follow the cheerleading squad or cheerleading team from Navarro College. Navarro College is a junior college in Corsicana, Texas. And they follow this team as they are preparing for the big show, the big event, Daytona, the College National Cheerleading Association College Championships. When I first saw the trailer on Netflix for this show, like five seconds into the trailer, I was like, oh, I'm in. I was not a cheerleader, you guys. Like never in my life have I ever even been able to do the splits, let alone something like a toe touch or anything like that. But when I was younger, when I was like elementary, middle school, probably even into high school girl, I loved watching the national championship of cheer where everybody would get together and compete. I would sit down whenever I could catch that. It used to come on like ESPN or other cable channels. When I was able to catch that, live on TV. I would just sit down and watch it the whole way through. I loved watching cheerleading competitions. So when I saw the trailer for this, I was like, Netflix, did you create this for me? (laughs) (laughs) Most certainly they did. (laughs) So I was all in on it from the beginning. I will say I have heard because there's tens of people talking about it right now. I have heard people say I couldn't care less about cheerleading. I've never been interested in it. But this show got me hooked by the end of the first episode. It is so well done. It follows coach Monica Aldama, who has been coaching at Navarro College for like, I don't know, maybe 15 years, maybe longer than that. I think it maybe it's more like 20 years and she's won 14 
national championships in that time there. She's a super, super, just really talented coach, incredible leader. And it follows certain members of the team, kind of gives them a spotlight. Each of them, you know, there's like six or seven of them that we could hear their story and it just follows them as they're preparing for it. You will come away from the show with so much respect for these athletes, what they put themselves through, what they put their bodies through, what they go through mentally to prepare for this is incredible. I have a huge crush on Monica, the coach. I would love to be her. She is just like so businesslike about coaching. In fact, she has her MBA, but here she is coaching junior college cheer team. She's fantastic. The kids are great. The personalities that come through, there are people on the team that you're just super rooting for them. A lot of them have had to overcome some really heartbreaking circumstances in their lives. I don't know, Rebecca, it's fantastic storytelling. Every episode is such a cliffhanger that you're just like, well, now I got to watch the next one. Okay, I got to just going to have to watch it all the way through. In fact, speaking of watching it all the way through, I watched this through, stopped at the end and just like, I was like, nope, I got to see it again. So I went back through and watched it all the way through a second time. Wow. how much I loved here. Would you consider this like family friendly or teen friendly? I mean, I think it's teen and above friendly. There's some language that's, you know, may not be great for young okay. kids. There's a couple of situations one a team member is currently experiencing that's a little bit more teen and older. Mature. Yeah, mature level. And then some of the kids talk frankly about some of the difficult things that they've come through in their lives might be a little bit hard for younger kids. So I would say teen and above on this one for sure. Hey, adding it to my list. Sounds really good. It really is. It really is. Okay, so that's Cheer on Netflix. If you have watched it, please come tell me so we can fan out about it. Emily was texting me. Emily watched it, my sister, just like in the past week. And so she's been texting me after every episode. That's such <laughs> so a delight. we can talk about it. It really is. I love that. I'll put links in the show notes for that and for Rebecca's book that she brought this week. And of course, we want to hear what is awesome in the lives of our awesome community. So like I said, over on Instagram, every Friday, we are talking about this in our Awesome of the Week thread there. Or if you haven't joined us, come over and join us on Facebook in the Hangout group. That place is busy as ever. All kinds of amazing threads, giving advice, recommendation, feedback, all kinds of good stuff. And of course, our Awesome of the Week thread. So if you haven't joined us in the Hangout, we'd love to have you at facebook.com slash group slash sort of awesome hangout. All right, Rebecca, this episode was so fun to prepare for because we did, we asked in the Hangout group, which is our like big concentration of our community. So many people there, so many people are active there. We asked for ideas like, what would you put into the Hall of Fame? People started mentioning things that I was like, I honestly forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, somebody quoted something that I was like, I think that might have been me, but I honestly am not confident yes. enough to say that it was. In fact, when Rebecca and I were preparing this, we were like talking back and forth and she was like, do you remember me telling about this? Was that on the show or was that on Boxster? Okay, yeah. You said that this was a delight to prepare for. And in a lot of ways it was, but I had a really hard time coming up with my list for two reasons. Number one, because Sort of Awesome is so ingrained in every aspect of my life. You know, there's the part of me as a host in the things that I have shared and worked on on air. But then there's also me as a listener and the things that I have gained by listening to all the episodes. And then there's all the conversations that happen off the air. And I could not figure out. So <laughs> I couldn't figure out what happened on the show, what happened on Boxer. So here's one. This is a huge life-changing thing for me that I'm convinced probably what happened on Boxer and never made it to the air. 
But we were talking about getting dressed in the morning or something. And Laura Tremaine, a previous co-host, said that her goal is to leave the house dressed suitably enough that if she were to have to get out of her car due to an emergency, like needing to run into the school or she's in like a fender bender and she has to get out of her car, her goal is to not be embarrassed by what she's wearing. (laughs) Yes, that is solid life advice right there. I thought that was so good. Meg, I think about that like every time I get dressed in the morning. I'm like, okay, it's winter time, so I can wear my coat. That means that I can wear my pajama shirt and I won't be embarrassed if I have to get out of the car. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm wearing a sweatshirt. I don't need a bra. I won't be embarrassed. (laughs) Yep. But then in the summertime, it's like, okay, we got to like really get more dressed here before we head off to school. You know, that's been one of my goals this year. That was my first like mini goal of reorganizing our mornings so that they're a little less chaotic is just to get my own self dressed. And I forgot about that advice from Laura, but I'm sure I had it tucked away somewhere deep in my brain, like at least dressed enough to where if there's an emergency, I won't be embarrassed getting out of the car. Yeah. Yeah. It's solid (laughs) advice. And who knows, maybe it was mentioned on the show, but I, for the life of me, could not figure it out. Totally. Totally. Okay. Well, each of us do have some lists that we made ourselves of things that were either talked about on the show, maybe it's things that we talked about or someone else talked about, or that we discovered through our awesome community, things that have genuinely made a difference in our life so much so that we would be like, these are the Hall of Fame moments for us. So we're going to share those. And then, like I said, later in the episode, we're going to share what some of the awesomes had to say about this. So Rebecca, tell us about your Hall of Fame selections. My first one would be self-care versus self-comfort. Ah, yes. This was solid advice from the episode 162 titled Self-Care, Self-Comfort, What's Healthy, What's Not. And in this episode, you and Kelly really talked about this concept of self-care versus self-comfort. And this was a light bulb moment for me as a listener because you basically were saying, was that there are things that we do to make ourselves feel better that are okay in the short term. But true self-care is stuff that's going to make us feel better in the long term. So things like eating well, exercising, investing in our creative spirit and our intellectual minds, you know, things like that would be long-term self-care. Versus self-comfort being, I'm going to snuggle down in bed and binge Netflix on my phone or on my iPad and tune out the world. Or I'm going to eat something sweet and indulgent and, you know, just things that are more like comforting and escaping. But we can't do that all the time, right? Right. Yes. So this was a light bulb moment for me because I had gotten into a rhythm of indulging in self-comfort. I had had a miscarriage. I was living with some grief and frustration. And I had decided that when my kids went to bed, my goal was to escape and zone out from the reality of my day. And when I heard this episode, it was this light bulb moment to me that I am indulging in self-comfort. And that's been okay. That was a necessity for me. I needed that. But it's time for me to flip the switch and invest now in some self-care. And so there are some things to take note here, some things that I've thought about for myself. Like I've had a lot of neck pain 
And I have a friend who has a lot of neck and headache pain. And we both have invested in going and getting a massage, which I think that a lot of times we think of as a self-comfort thing. But there are sometimes there are self-comfort things that are actually self-care. And my friend has had some guilty feelings about the financial investment of seeing a massage therapist on a regular basis. But it's not frivolous because this is actually for her health and her well-being. If she does not get the massages on a regular basis, then she ends up suffering from headaches. And that's, of course, not good for her or her family. Anyway, just all that to say, it really opened my eyes to this concept and has helped me recognize when I'm indulging in self-comfort and that being okay, but then when I need to dig deeper with actual self-care. Yeah, that was a huge one. And many of our awesomes in that thread in the hangout group also reflected that back, that that was a big epiphany moment for them was recognizing the difference. So, so good. So another one for me is the fact that I am reading more books. Now, this started because... (laughs) Like I mentioned earlier in the episode already, we have a year-end wrap-up where we share the best, the most awesome of the year. And we always were sharing our favorite reads from the year. And I was like, well, shoot, I better be reading something. (laughs) 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 I have something to share. Yes. Because I have gone through seasons where I have read and then seasons where I am just not reading at all or what I'm reading is noteworthy for sharing on a podcast. It's not a novel. It's not something good nonfiction. It's like how to do this HTML code on my website or something. You know, like you just go in different seasons like that. Yes. So the podcast pushed me to start reading more because of that, but then also because of such a plethora of fantastic recommendations from such a wide source of people. No longer was I relying just on my immediate family to give me good book recommendations, which you still do. Thank you, mom. Thank you, sister. Or my (laughs) girlfriends, but a wide range of people. So most recently, episode 189, The Complete Guide to What to Read in 2019, the guest co-hosts for that episode were from the Currently Reading podcast. And I got so many good recommendations from that episode alone. My to read list just exploded. And I'm so thankful for the podcast for reengaging this part of my brain that enjoys reading books again. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've gotten so many just from our various books and reading episodes through the years. I'm always like, oh, my gosh, I never would have found this book, but this is perfect. Yeah, 100 percent. So another one for me. And this is a huge one for all the awesomes, but all of the personality talk. Meg, you practically (laughs) led a master's class in personality here on the podcast and in my private Voxer feed, I will say. (laughs) I am so privileged to have Meg at my fingertips. I can send her a Voxer message and say, this is something that is happening in my life. Talk me through what is wrong with my personality. Why am I freaked out about this? (laughs) And I love it. It feeds my soul. It really does. Helping people troubleshoot their life circumstances, knowing what their various types and numbers and all that are. I don't know. It just brings me so much happiness in my life. So much awesome. And you have therefore brought me so much awesome. So I would recommend episode 15. Guys, 15. That's like a Mm. baby Mm -hmm. episode. 16 Shades of Awesome, all about Myers-Briggs. I mean, Enneagram is the big hot buzzword these days. But I mean, the old school awesomes know that it started out with Myers-Briggs. 
And I will say that a big way that this was life changing for me is that it gave a name to some of the conflict I was having with my husband. So my husband is a huge big picture thinker. When he takes the Myers-Briggs test, he's almost off the chart big picture. And I am a detail-oriented person. And so when we were talking about things, for example, we had this room that we wanted to transform into a playroom. Well, it has a privacy violation. You have to walk through our nursery to get to the playroom. And we were wanting to transform it into a playroom, but we also were wanting to possibly expand our family. And so how would that work with the privacy violation and the nursery and like sleeping and nap times? And is it still worth it? And I remember sitting in the car and just verbal diarrhea of all of the details, (laughs) all the possibilities, all of the scenarios that were swimming around in my head. And my husband's eyes just like glazed over and he just looked like he was being tortured. Like I was peeling off his fingernails with this conversation. And it's because of the enlightenment of Myers-Briggs and other personality profiles that I was able to recognize, okay, it's not that he doesn't care about the playroom. It is that he is literally drowning in the details of this conversation and cannot keep up with me. He just can't manage. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Meg. Thank you. (laughs) I love it. It really is so much fun for me. And even on episodes that are not directly related to or focused on personality stuff, you guys know I have to slip it in. It's like, it is genuinely like a second language to me. I cannot help myself. It just comes out. And we love you for it. We truly do. <laughs> okay, so the next one on my list of something that has made a big impact on me was from episode 120 titled Fantastic Photo Solutions for Every Awesome. Yes. So Laura, again, a previous co-host, really you know, took us to school with this episode. And there's so much goodness in there. And there's a lot of things I'm still not that great at implementing, if I'm completely honest. Like, I feel like I'm still kind of drowning in some of my past digital clutter mistakes that I've been making. But one thing that she talked about was like a five-minute daily delete that she would go onto her phone and every day go back and delete the pictures, the screenshots, the unnecessaries, the duplicates, the eyes closed type of photos and clean them out. So that then she's left with just the good stuff. And it's so simple. Yes, it's something that I had neglected for so long. Now, I don't do a daily delete every single day, but I hear Laura's voice in my head and I remind myself (laughs) that it doesn't matter that I haven't done it all week. I did it today. And doing it today is better than not doing it at all. And I don't need to go back to earlier in the week and do all of them. I just need to do some. I just need to do something. Doing some is better than doing none. And for that, my iPhone storage is thankful and I am thankful. (laughs) You know, what's so funny. I actually totally forgot about that episode on Sort of Awesome. That is really a great one and so helpful. I also want to point you guys to, so Laura is our wonderful Sort of Awesome alumna and has gone on to start her own podcast. I'm sure many of you are listening to 10 Things to Tell You. That's her podcast, Large Remains. Episode 41 of 10 Things to Tell You is called 10 Tips to Organize Your Photos with Miss Freddie. So she had a guest come on and they cover this topic again. So if you need to have that reinforcement of how to get your photos organized, it's a prolific problem for all of us in this digital age. So yeah, Laura's definitely a go-to girl for that. So last on my list is bullet journals. Meg. This is a confession I have. Before Sorta Awesome, 
I did not understand why people really cared about planners. I didn't understand like why there were so many options. I didn't understand what people were writing down and why they needed to have like such big planners. Like, don't you just need a calendar to write down like when you have a dentist appointment? Like, oh, my gosh, I literally do not understand. Oh, that makes my stomach hurt. (laughs) I was clueless. I did not get it. And then in episode 10, I think it was your awesome of the week was a bullet journal. Episode 10 was titled Being an Adult in LA. But again, your awesome of the week was about bullet journaling. And I remember listening to it and being like, okay, like, whatever. Sure. But then like you kept talking about it and like you kept talking to me about it specifically. (laughs) And I would talk about how I had like all these lists that I was making. And you're like, well, you know, Rebecca, I think a bullet journal actually would really work well for you. So like kicking and screaming, I finally gave into this idea of having a bullet journal, which for me, honestly, there's a lot of customization and like cuteness that you can do with a bullet journal. My version is just a notebook. It's a notebook that I write lists in. I have different categories of lists. I don't have a daily schedule in there. It's just where I manage my to-do list. Sometimes my to-do list comes out of the bullet journal and I am writing on other scraps of paper and then I get myself reorganized and I put everything back in my bullet journal. But my eyes have been opened. I now have been keeping a bullet journal for several years, thanks to you. And I even understand why people are so obsessed with planners and what's happening. But it's more than just (laughs) needing to know when your dentist appointment is. It is. It is. And that's the great thing about bullet journals. It can be really cute and fun and fancy, or it can be totally stripped down, just the basics. But it's a place to kind of collect all of your things that are going on and keep them all together. So that was a great Hall of Fame list. So much good stuff and some surprises that even I had forgotten about. So my life has been changed. Well, speaking of life being changed, I say this often on the show, but there are so many times that either I have said something on Sort of Awesome and it's either sometimes it comes back to haunt me, frankly, or somebody says something, a topic we cover. It actually makes a real difference in my life too. So I have some Hall of Fame selections from Sort of Awesome as well. The first one goes back, Rebecca, to episode 36 that you and I did, Helpful PSAs in a Collection of Confessions. This was our first confession episode. Rebecca and I do love a confessional. And boy, did we start with a doozy. (laughs) We did. Everybody listening thought we were normal people until we dropped some epic bombs on that one. It's true. And so one of my confessions on that one was that I just didn't do recycling. (laughs) It was really... Like so embarrassing to confess, especially because in Oklahoma City, we have curbside recycling. It's so easy. There's literally no reason not to do it except for laziness. And as soon as I confessed, it was like I had to actually put words to that. I had to put a light onto my shame (laughs) over not recycling. And as soon as I did, I was like, okay, I'm going to start recycling again. And I did ever since that episode, ever since I said those words out loud to you, I started doing the recycling again. But in a more like big picture metaphorical way, if you all don't know, if you're maybe new to sort of awesome, if you've not been here for very long, when we started the show back in 2015, it was a time in my life when I had twin toddler boys. They were two at the time when the show started. They're in first grade now. And I just needed something. I mean, sort of awesome kind of saved my life. I needed a thing to do because I was drowning in the mothering business. And so 
being able to say that out loud about not recycling was kind of that moment where I realized, you kind of mentioned this in the self-care versus self-comfort thing. I realized like I had let survival mode go on for a long time and it was way past time to kind of get back into the rhythms and routines of life and kind of bring my life back into alignment with things that are important to me on an ideal level. And so, yeah, that was a moment where I was like, I had to say the words and then I was able to take action on it. And I did. And now we totally recycle every week. It's so amazing. Because I remember recording the episode with you and you sharing that you don't recycle. And I would remember being like kind of quiet and like trying to figure out exactly what you were saying. And I <laughs> I just remember being like, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> like you what? Well, yeah. Just like you could do it. put it out at the curb, but like you just don't. And I know like <laughs> from your like really crunchy roots that this yes. was like a value of yours. I literally yes. could not comprehend the words that you were saying. I was like, that was the thing. I don't get it. What? <laughs> I know. Here I had written a blog for eight years about natural living and like raw, raw, go team green, save the earth. And I wasn't even recycling. So I needed that like wake up call for sure about recycling. The second one is a little bit more serious. And this one harkens back to episode 90, our postpartum depression episode. Episode 90 is called Exploring Hope and Healing for Postpartum Depression. In that episode, awesome Katie Pace came on the show. And we talked together about our experiences with postpartum depression, which was very powerful. And it was a really big topic to cover that we had never really talked about on Sort of Awesome. That particular episode really gave me the confidence and courage in some level to recognize when I started to have symptoms of postpartum depression again after our baby Nika was born in June. So in that episode, episode 90, one of our guests who came and talked a little bit about it from a medical perspective was Dr. Lakeisha Webb-McMillan. In my interview with her, she simply said that in that postpartum time, if you just find yourself feeling like something's not right, I just don't feel right. This is not normal for me to make that phone call to your doctor. And so after I had Nico, a couple of weeks after he was born and, you know, you're coming down from the newborn high. Her words came back to my mind of just feeling like, I just don't feel right. It gave me so much courage to call because it helped me to realize I wasn't going to have to call my doctor's office and like tell a whole story or like try to convince them that I had postpartum depression. I just simply had to tell them I don't feel right. And they took me seriously. They immediately started treatment for me. They were so kind and compassionate, caring about all of it. But I think that just hearing those words were the things that I needed to hear. I didn't even know it at the time when we recorded that episode. Of course, we weren't planning to have more children. And so I didn't know how much that was going to speak to me and come back to me in a moment when I needed it in my life. So it's definitely a Hall of Famer for me. So powerful. So the third one, Hall of Fame for me is one that Kelly did. I always, (laughs) this episode for me, I feel like I got to go to a seminar that people would pay money for for free. It's the one about Sabbath that Kelly and I did. It's episode 39, Seeking Rest, Finding Delight. It's from back into December of 2015. Our co-host Kelly Gordon had a lot of beautiful wisdom to teach us and share about the concept of Sabbath, this idea of taking time to rest and to also fill your soul back up with things that are delightful to you. I grew up with a certain idea about like, what Sabbath should mean, what resting should mean. And Kelly really, in that episode, really helped to inspire me. First of all, to not think that I have to have a whole day, because as you know, when you're a mom, 
it's really hard to find a whole day when you're like, you know what? Today's my day of rest. I do nothing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe for some people that happens, it's literally never happened for me. Not on my birthday, not on Mother's Day, certainly not every Sunday or whatever. But she really reinforced the fact it doesn't have to be a whole day. It could be an evening, an afternoon, a morning. It could be two hours. It could be an hour. But carving out that time to really rest, to let your mind rest, to let your body rest, to enter into a delighted, creative space. That episode has stuck with me so much. And although, again, with five kids and running businesses out of our home, there's very little time to actually just like lay around and rest. I have made it such a priority ever since that episode to make sure that at least for a few hours on Sunday afternoon, I just do something that is totally frivolous just for fun. It's usually just reading a silly book, you know, a book that doesn't matter. It's not like a big, important book. Not like a life-changing self-help book. Exactly, exactly. Something just for fun. And it makes such a difference in feeling re-energized and ready to take on the week ahead. And it helps me stay out of that burnout mode, which I should have put that burnout episode on this list too. Reading burnout and talking about it with Kelly was huge too. Okay. Next, the library. That's the only two words I have on this part of my list. The library. Rebecca, I can't even remember what episode. This was out of sort of awesome, but I know I said it to you. It was another confessions episode. <laughs> okay. That's what I thought. That I had had library books out. One library book for years. I was afraid to take it back. I was afraid to take it back because I was afraid of what the fees and fines were going to be. I was afraid to show my face at our local public library. You all know unless you're brand new to Sword Awesome, you all know that Rebecca, upon hearing this, called Oklahoma City Public Library System, did the legwork for me, made the phone call to find out, oh, hey, you can take it back and like the maximum fine is $3. So <laughs> this is like one of my favorite Meg Teeth stories of all time. <laughs> it's so dumb, you guys. The thing that you're putting off, I promise you, the thing that you're putting off that you think is such a big deal and it's too big to tackle or take on. First of all, if you can get a friend to help you take care of it, that's A plus right there. But also, I just want to say it's probably not as big of a deal as you thought. The thing you've been putting off for like 11 months could take you like 10 minutes to take care of. So I can go to the library now and I do every week and we check out books and it's wonderful. It's amazing. (laughs) All right. The last one on my list is a funny moment. This was from an episode that was originally released that we had put in a homemaking bundle a few years ago. Then we had just released it to our patrons on Patreon. We actually released it to the public last fall. And so you can find this episode, the number is episode 168, True Confessions Home Life Edition. In this episode, (laughs) Rebecca shares that something that she had wanted to buy, I think, a product that she was looking at, something that she wanted to do, some jewelry creative that was breast milk jewelry. (laughs) And as soon as those words left her mouth, this was a group show with Kelly and Laura Tremaine. Laura was like, no, ma'am. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just out of the gate, shut it down, could not believe it, had no capacity for understanding the concept of breast milk jewelry, jewelry made from your own breast milk, why anyone would do that. I believe she said that she would prefer that I wear a vial of Nate's blood around my neck. <laughs> Breast milk jewelry. <laughs> Nate's my husband. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't understand why this is so funny. <laughs> I think this is a perfectly acceptable dream. 
Oh my gosh. Oh, my face hurts from laughing. Yes, that was a moment just both when we were recording it. You know, I'm like you. We're more of the crunchy. Like this is in our wheelhouse that we come from in terms of like natural living, crunchy roots kind of thing. But just that whole conversation to this day when I think about her, I'm just being like, no, man. <laughs> just die laughing all over again. Okay, so those are my Hall of Fame moments from Sort of Awesome. But we do have some from the awesomes that we want to share with you guys as well, because everybody has big feelings about the ways that Sort of Awesome has come in and changed their life in big and small ways. Okay, so we do have some that we want to share that the awesomes told us were like Hall of Fame things from Sort of Awesome from them. So I wanted to tell you all a couple of food things. Nobody's going to be surprised about either of these. And no one's going to be surprised that they both came from Kelly. The first one that a couple of people mentioned is Kelly's salsa chicken tacos. You can find the recipe for this in episode. Actually, I don't know. I think it was on Kelly's old blog. I don't know if it's still active or not. I will tell you this. On episode 117, it was called Our Favorite Meals. 117 is sort of awesome. Is where she first talked about this. So many people have used this. It is a fantastic recipe. You can just throw it all together in the crock pot and you've got some great salsa chicken for all kinds of recipes. Now, the other one that so many people mentioned that is a true Hall of Famer for Sort of Awesome is the salted oatmeal cookies recipe that Kelly brought to the show. I know it was back in episode 200, which was our big 200th episode celebration. I think she's maybe mentioned it a couple of other times, but for sure there will be a recipe link in the show notes for you guys. Those salted oatmeal caramel cookies, they have caramel bits in them. I've never made them, but apparently they're a real life changer. Every holiday, like the hangout group explodes with people talking about the cookies all over again. Yeah. So those were a couple of the food ones that came up. Now let's talk about some product recommendations because Rebecca, heaven knows that we have shared a few of these at our time on Sorta Awesome. A couple of those that people mentioned, several people mentioned about the bullet journal being a big one. Again, that came from episode 10, being an adult in LA. Laura and I did that episode. Lots of people picked up the bullet journaling bug then and have kept it going through the years. Another one is the Treb Lab earbuds. That was an awesome of the week for me on episode 148, Do's and Don'ts for an Awesome Marriage, which someone said that that episode was a Hall of Famer for them. Oh, nice. Yeah. But those Treb Lab earbuds, I talked about them being so great. They're wireless earbuds, but they have a connector cable on them so that they, I don't know, when you wear some wireless earbuds that aren't connected, they can just you know pop out of your ear. I love them because kids pull them out of my ear or whatever. They're not going anywhere. They stay connected with that little cable. So the Treb Lab earbuds were another Hall of Fame product recommendation. Sarah said, I was literally just going to post about how much I love my simple modern tumbler. I filled it up and added four to five pieces of ice last night around 10 o'clock. And I just finished drinking it at 11 a.m. today. It was still cold. This tumbler was a double awesome of the week. It was so good. Emily mentioned it as her awesome of the week in episode 178. And then Meg tried it and loved it so much. She brought it out again as her awesome of the week in episode 211. And then a huge one, of course, (laughs) is face shaving. Mary says, shaving my face with tinkle razors. Thank you. Thank you. Sort of awesome. This is a classic. Episode 26, The Truth About Anxiety. This episode alone was so good for just everything that Meg and Laura had shared about anxiety. But then at the start of the episode, we have this unexpected gem of Laura sharing that she shaves her face. 
And suddenly, awesomes all across the country, all across the world were wondering, do I too need to shave my face? (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert, Laura says, if you've never thought about needing to shave your face, then you don't need to shave your face. But for those who do, the Tinkle Razors are a product recommendation that everybody's loving. That's right. Episode 26, anxiety episode number one, the first volume of it, that was probably an epic hallmark. Like that is the pinnacle of Hall of Fame. Sort of awesome for sure. But there's also some life hacks that people talked about. Rebecca, what were some of those? So Holly said, the episode talking with your kids about sex, the guest said, the goal is not to be perfect. Take that off the table. The goal is not to be comfortable. Take that off the table. The goal is to have courage, be authentic, and be present. She says, I don't know if that's a direct quote or if I summed up a statement she made, but I have had that on my kitchen window ever since because it applies to so much in life, I think. Thank you, Holly, so much for sharing that. She's referencing episode 99, Leaning Into the Squirm, How to Talk to Your Kids About Bodies, Sex, and Sexuality. This also would be on my personal Hall of Fame list. I loved the approach from that episode. I loved the idea of it being an ongoing conversation, not something that's just going to happen once. There's just so much wisdom shared in there. And then also Kate said, the three D's tip, dinner, dishes, and dirty laundry. It got me through finishing my dissertation while pregnant and managing a toddler and continues to be my touch point during busy working mom seasons. When everything else goes to crap at my house, I focus on those three things and it always helps so much. Those three D's came from Aaron Odom in episode five. I think this is the oldest episode that we're referencing in this episode of the Hall of Fame. Episode five, Aaron Odoms and Secrets to Sanity at Home. The three Ds, most definitely a big, big tip. Definitely was. Katie mentioned past the bean dip. She said, not only is it funny, but it's some of the best advice I've ever gotten. She's talking about episode 35, Make Your Days Merry, Bright and Awesome, where I talked about an easy way to disengage When people are trying to press you into a conversation you don't want to have, especially at a holiday gathering or any kind of gathering, especially where there's food, you can just be like, oh, no, I'm not going to talk about that. Could you pass the bean dip? (laughs) It just changed the topic of the conversation. So pass the bean dip is definitely a battle cry for Sorta Awesome, I think. A couple of people mentioned grocery store pickup. I cannot remember when I first talked about this on the show, but it was an awesome of the week, starting with Walmart grocery store pickup. I have ascended to a new level of life now where most of our groceries are honestly delivery from Instacart or from Walmart, which makes life even easier. But Rebecca, I remember you had a true epiphany when you got to do grocery store pickup as well. Well, I just remember you telling me that it was 100% free and that they even discourage tipping, like you're not even supposed to tip or get out of your car. And I was just like, has Jesus returned? Like, (laughs) this is amazing. And when it finally came to my Walmart, it felt like it took forever but it finally came to my Walmart and no longer, no longer will I be like a caveman and go and gather my own groceries. It is amazing. Okay. Well, we have definitely had many, many, many laughs through the years. Rebecca, remind us some of the ones that people wanted to put into the Hall of Fame from the funny moments. Well, Dee mentioned in the Hangout group, she just said the two words, the uniboob. <laughs> And then Laura says, same, I fully embrace the Uniboob thanks to Laura Tremaine's endorsement. The Uniboob came out of episode 56, Unpopular Opinions Ahead. It was a group episode and Laura Tremaine, our previous co-host, raved about her endorsement of wearing a sports bra all the time, that she just really preferred 
the uniboob look versus boobs out, I believe is how she describes it. Versus boobs out. Yep. Mm -hmm. As a sort of awesome team, we have debated a few times about different merch options that we could have. And one thing that keeps coming up is uniboob. But I think ultimately none of us would be brave enough to ever actually purchase the shirt or (laughs) to wear it outside of the house if we did. But maybe someday it'll end up in our merch store just to give everybody scrolling by a chuckle. And then Jen says, I will never forget your barbecue tuna story. I know that may not be what you're looking for, but I vividly remember where I was and how I nearly vomited when hearing it. I was pregnant with terrible morning sickness. So maybe that's why it stuck with me. But seriously, I'll never forget. That was on episode 27. Here, taste this. You could go back and hear that moment <laughs> and see if it makes you want to throw up like it made Jen want to throw up. Barbecue tuna. I mean, what were you thinking? I don't know. (laughs) I know. We still laugh about it to this day. It is the longest running private joke, I think, for Kyle and I. Jody mentioned that hillbilly ears will never not be funny. Of course, I'm the one with hillbilly ears around here. Rebecca, I think I might have told you that on a confession show that I can't watch British comedies and dramas and stuff because I literally can't understand what they're saying because of my hillbilly ears. (laughs) Okay, just to wrap things up, there's a few more. A couple of people mentioned that they found out about the musical Hamilton on Sorta Awesome. That was back in June of 2016. I did a special Extra Awesome with my friend Tish Oxenreiter talking all about Hamilton. And we as a community definitely caught the Hamilton bug there for a while. So, And then Kayla mentioned Rebecca's unashamed enthusiasm for The Bachelor and Bachelorette has helped me embrace watching. I have a really hard time doing anything that's just for fun and not some form of self-improvement. So that's been good for me. There's no single episode that we can pinpoint to because I talk about my fascination all the time. But for a complete deep dive, we did talk about it in episode 157, Happy Endings, Broken Hearts, and Bachelor Nation. And I will just say that a huge Hall of Fame moment of Sword Awesome for me has been finding people who are willing to indulge in all of the crazy that I present and all of the things that I'm into, you'll either find somebody who will rally around you and say, yes, me too, or just give you a high five and say, hey, you do you. (laughs) I'm happy to see you doing you. (laughs) Well, and let's not forget you actually over time wore me down and converted me into Bachelor Nation. And now I'm like on the Bachelor subreddit. I'm like, completely full. And we text about it and talk about it all the time. So that was a huge thing too. You guys, this has been so much fun. Thank you for sharing your ideas on Hall of Fame. If you have follow-up ideas, if you have something that you just can't believe we didn't put on our list of sort of awesome Hall of Fame, please reach out to us on social media. We want to hear about it. Rebecca, remind people where we can find you all around the web. You can find my blog at simplyrebecca.com. And then you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at simplyrebecca. Okay, you can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Meg. You can find this show on Twitter at Sorta Awesome Pod. You can find us anytime on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sorta Awesome. You guys, thanks so much for listening and we'll see y'all next time. Sorta Awesome was created and is hosted by me, Meg Teets. Sarah Robertson is our assistant producer and production collaboration comes from Kelly Gordon and Rebecca Hoffer. Kelly Gordon is our digital media producer and we are so thankful for the ongoing support from our listener supporters. Music is provided by the band Prager. You can find more of Prager's music at pragermusic.com. To find show notes on this and every episode of Sorta Awesome and also to spread the Sorta Awesome love to all of your friends, you can head on over to sortaawesomeshow.com. 